Hey guys, it's Rebecca Price. I hope you guys are doing great. Um, I'm excited about this podcast. I, I wanted to record it last night, but it was too late. Um, so I'm going to record it today. I'm going to jump right in because I'm just super excited about it. So I'm going to read one of my favorite passages in the Bible. Um, but I'm, I'm going to, you know, I was thinking about something last night, uh, a topic that the Lord really had on my heart. And he gave me this verse and he had me look at it um, look at it in a, in a different way and apply it in a little bit of a different context to, to some issues today. And so I'm going to read it to you. And then I'm going to tell you what, uh, I'm going to jump into what we're talking about. Okay. So I am in Acts, um, 19 verse, and I'm going to start with verse 11 and it says, and God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick and their diseases left them and the evil spirits came out of them. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists undertook to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, I adjure you by the Jesus whom Paul proclaims. Seven sons of a Jewish high priest named Sceva were doing this. But the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and Paul I recognize. But who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit, and the man in whom was the evil spirit, leaped on them, mastered all of them, and overpowered them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. And this became known to all the residents of Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks, and fear fell upon them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was extolled. Also, many of those who were now believers came confessing and divulging their practices, and a number of those who had practiced magic arts brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted the value of them and found it and found it came to 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord continued to increase and prevail mightily. So I've read this passage of scripture before. We've talked about it before, but I want to talk about it again because there's something in here that is very, very important. And um, it, it's our job... I think as uh, as teachers um, of the word to expose the lies of the devil, to expose the lies of the enemy, and I'm going to expose one of them. So let's talk about what happened. So Paul, uh, you know, uh, filled with the power of the Lord, um, performed many miracles, and uh, and he was anointed, and the power of God rested upon him. That even when people touched articles of of his clothes or like a handkerchief, they were healed. Um, and it wasn't Paul, it was, it was the power of the Holy Spirit that was upon him. So these exorcists decided that, uh, that they wanted to go and cast some, some demons out of, out of a guy. And they, they went up and they said, they said, we adjure you by the Jesus, by the Jesus whom Paul proclaims. Now, first of all, what does this sentence, um, what does this sentence, uh, um, tell you about the men. It tells you that, A, they did not believe Jesus for themselves because they said, hey, we're, we're casting you out by this, this Jesus guy whom Paul preaches. They didn't know Jesus for him, for themselves. They were trying to hijack Paul's belief of Jesus and say, well, you know what? If Paul can do it, we can do it too. Um, th- this guy that, you know, so it shows that they did not, uh, that they did not have an, a, a relationship with Jesus. They didn't know Jesus for themselves. And it also shows that they didn't have the same authority. Why? 
because the evil spirit answered them and responded to them because they told it to come out by the Jesus whom Paul proclaims. And the evil spirit said, Jesus, I know. So the evil spirit is saying, I know who Jesus is. I, I know who that is. Paul, I've heard of. He's like, I've, I've heard of Paul. You know, I've heard of Paul, but who are you? He, he did not recognize them because they did not have authority. They didn't have authority and they didn't have identity. So, and so they couldn't cast him out because Satan has to be commanded to go. You don't plead for him to go. You don't ask him to go. He command him to leave. And you have to have the authority. Only by the authority of Jesus will an evil spirit leave. Only by the authority of Jesus and his Holy Spirit will an evil spirit leave. And those men did not have that authority. Okay? So where am I going with this? Why is this important? Well, let me give you another example of, of this, maybe in layman's terms, all right, in simpler terms. So let's say, you know, let's let's talk about, for example, a rich family. Let's talk about the Trump family, okay? So let's say that Trump owns this, this building and only his family members can get in. So, you know, Trump's, uh, Trump's son walks up and says, um, hey, you know, I'm, I'm uh, Donald Trump Jr. Uh, I'm here to, I want to come in the building and, and they check his identity. They see that he has, they can see from his face that he is, but they also check his ID. They see that he has the right ID and the right identity. And they said, all right, enter, sir. And then uh, someone else decides to go that's not related to Trump, that's not in the Trump family, walks up and says, I want to enter. And they say, well, um, you know, you have to be a part of the Trump family. Are you a part of the Trump family? Um, well, I'm not a part of the Trump family, but I've heard of the Trump family. And, you know, I bought a T-shirt last week with Trump on it, so I should be able to enter. And they say, no, you can't because you're not a member of the family. They said, let me see your ID. So that person presents their ID and they're denied access and denied entry. Why? They do not have the right access and the authority to enter because they are not of the Trump bloodline. They're not in the family. So it works the same way when it comes to casting out spirits, when it comes to things like that, because the, because the enemy, the enemy, the evil spirit said he recognized Jesus. He said, I know Jesus. I know who Jesus is. So when you are a member of the family of Christ, when you receive Jesus and you become a member of the family of God, your identity changes. You are no longer an outsider. You are no longer someone that is that uh, doesn't know Christ, that's far from Christ. You've been brought near through his blood. And when you receive that sacrifice and believe and have faith in him, then you become a member of the family of God. Your identity changes. So now you have the identity. And when you receive the Holy Spirit, you have the authority now. Um, and now... Satan recognizes you as this is a child of God. And Satan will always challenge authority because he always, he wants to know, do you know who you are? The whole, and I've talked about this before, when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, that whole thing was about identity. Because Satan challenged him, if you are the son of God, do this. If you are the son of God, do this. Or this is what the Bible says, or this is what scripture says. But Jesus already knew he was the son of God. But he also knew that as the son of God, he was submissive. He is submissive to his father. And so every single time he showed submission and obedience to his father in his response to Satan. And, but Satan challenged his identity. 
And Satan is going to challenge your identity. But if you don't have the correct identity and authority, you're not going to be able to tell Satan to leave. These guys thought they could hijack something that Paul is doing, thought that they could hijack Paul's relationship, not have a relationship for themselves, not have the Holy Spirit for themselves, but simply hijack it and go in there and go to town and cast spirits out. And boy, did they... Boy, did they learn a lesson that day because it not only did it say that the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them, but wounded them and sent them naked. I mean, made a complete fool out of them. It's very dangerous. It's very dangerous for someone to say, oh, I'm going to cast out demons or I'm going to do this. When they, when you, when that person does not have a relationship with Christ for themselves, when they do not have the correct identity, that it is dangerous to do that. Um, Dangerous to do that. Now, where am I going with this? Because, you know, I've talked about this before. I've taught about this before. Um, And we've talked about the authority thing and everything. So when I look today at society and I look at the whole, we're going to talk about like the, the, the identity issue today, the huge identity crisis that is going on all across the, really all across the U.S. I mean, I'm sure it's happening in other parts of the world, but not as big as in the U.S., uh, where people are being told you can identify what, as whatever you are, as whatever you want to be, excuse me. You can, if you're a human, you can identify as an, any animal that you choose, or you can identify as an object if you want to, or you can, you know, if you're a man, you can identify as a woman, a woman can identify as a man. So, and, and it, and it sounds like, it sounds like it's freedom because some people are like, oh, I'm free to be what I want to be. I'm free to be. But let me just expose Satan as a liar right now. He is a liar and he is a deceiver. And I'm going to tell you how. Remember how I told you that Satan can only can only be cast out when you know who you are in Christ. If you are, then you have to be a child of God and you have to know your authority and know your identity in Christ. So what Satan is trying to do through this agenda that is being pushed is he wants people confused about who they are. He does not want people to know their identity. He does not want people to discover identity in Christ. He doesn't want people to to come into the family of God and then learn their God-given identity and authority through that. He doesn't want that. He wants people as confused as possible and he wants people to believe the lie that they can identify as everything. Why? Because then he knows that he can conquer them. He knows that a people without authority and a people without spiritual authority and people without the power of Christ, he can trample, he can conquer, he can do whatever to them. He can go in, he can wreak hell on their house, he can wreak hell on their children, he can wreak hell on their life, on their bodies with sickness and disease. He knows that if he can get people confused if he can bring confusion, he can convince people that, oh, no, you're not really this, you're this, then then he's won. Because then if you don't have, if you don't know your identity, you don't have the authority. You don't have the authority. If you don't, if your identity is not in Christ and in God, then you do not have the authority to speak to evil and tell it to leave. You don't have the authority to do so. All right. So you have people today that are believing this lie that, oh, I can identify as anything that I want to be. Well, it's absolutely foolishness because if you have a person, I mean, you have people that are wanting to identify as things and it's not, it's not possible. You know, Satan is not only trying to destroy your authority. He wants to destroy your functionality. He wants to destroy your mindset. He absolutely does. Let's say, you know, I heard, um, I read somewhere that uh, a girl was being allowed at a school, I think she's in a middle school or whatever, was being allowed to identify as a cat. I've used this before. She's allowed to identify as a cat in a classroom. And here's my thing. 
So if she's being allowed to identify as a cat, which clearly she's not, she's a human being, she's a girl, but the, oh, well, we'll let her be whatever she wants to be. We'll let her identify as a cat. How is she going to function in society? How is she going to be able to grow up? How is she going to be able to to function as a as a person in society in the community because because regardless of what she wants to identify as she is going to have to be able to dress herself feed herself she's going to have to be able to perform basic functions which people say well she probably already knows how to do that okay but then she has to grow up and get a job because what if she says oh well cats don't have jobs cats just sit around and are petted all day so cats don't have to work so now you're teaching this child that she doesn't have to work she doesn't have to earn money she doesn't have to earn a living she doesn't have to take care of herself so then you have another person that's going to be dependent upon the government and not doing anything for themselves when she has is fully capable of doing so because she has been allowed she has been allowed to believe that she can identify as something that she's not that identity that confusion is being allowed in okay i can't show up tomorrow to a fire station and say i identify as a fire truck why because a fire truck is designed in a very specific way it has car parts it has an engine it has a hose. It has a ladder. It um it the 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 firemen can get in it and ride it. It has a siren. There are very specific things, and a fire truck is very specifically built and designed to be a fire truck. I can't roll up in there and say, "Hey guys, I'm a fire truck. Can y'all use me today?" Well, no, we can't because you don't have wheels. You're a person. Uh, you know, firemen can't get on top of me and and on my back, and, and I can just you know roll on up to a fire. They can't take me to a fire call. I can't put out a fire. Because I don't have I don't have water with me to do so. I mean, it's ridiculous. And yet, this is the kind of mindset that's being spread everywhere. And say, well, what's the harm in letting someone believe that they're a fire truck? Because if someone believes that they are, it it messes with their mentality. Because then they believe it. They live in this state of illusion rather than being grounded in reality. And and especially if you have kids that are like this, because you have kids that have time, you know, we the kids have imaginations, they play make believe, but we don't let them as parents live there all the time. You know, we don't let the we don't let the kids live there. If a kid wants to be a princess, you know, and pretends to be a princess, that's fine. You can pretend to be a princess, but then tomorrow you have to come back to reality and tomorrow we have to wake up we have to do school we have to do whatever you know you have to you still have to eat you still have to drink you know if you what if you allow a child to be a light pole if a child says i want to identify as a light pole well and and the child says well light poles don't drink light poles don't take a bath light poles don't get dressed light poles don't eat so you're really going to let your daughter not eat not drink not take a bath all because you don't want to wreck her illusion. You want her to live in a lie, in a state of illusion about herself. That's exactly what Satan wants to do. Satan is introducing this concept of you can be whatever you want to be, and it doesn't even have to make sense because he's trying to strip your authority away, and he wants you to live in a lie. He wants you to live in a place of illusion. He doesn't want you to do what you were designed to do. You know, when God created man and woman, he designed them in very specific ways. And God has a, has a great design for mankind. God knitted us together in his mother's room. God is a very detailed, I talked about this last night, I believe. He's a very detailed 
oriented God and he does things in order and he gave great purpose to men and women when he designed them he designed them in a very specific way if you look at the human body and how the human body is absolutely incredibly designed it is not random or by accident you can tell it's so complex and and so amazingly made that it can only be designed a specific design by a creator I mean it's absolutely incredible and really you can look at anything on the earth and see the trees the sky you know are you really going to be foolish enough to think that that just came together by accident? That that was just a random formation of things? No, there's a complexity. There's an order. There's an order to everything. And there's purpose in everything. Notice that, you know, there's purpose in in uh, in water. And there's purpose in leaves. And there's purpose in the sun. And there's purpose, and there's purpose in you. There's purpose in, um, in men and women that were created on the earth. Well, Satan does not want you to know your purpose. Satan does not want you to have the right mindset. You know, if Satan didn't really care about you, then he wouldn't have attacked Eve in the, he attacked Eve in the very beginning and he attacked her, he attacked her identity. He attacked her identity because God said, you know, I've created you, uh, Adam and Eve, I created you, I put you in the garden, um, and this, I want you to be fruitful and multiply, and I've put this garden here for you to tend it and for you to steward it. And all the snake does is come up and get in her mind and say, did God really say this? Is this really how things are? Because if Eve had, had remembered her identity and said uh, the identity of God, that God is good and, um, and, and that God is trustworthy, that I can trust him. And then remember, God said that I am very good and God has a plan for me. Perhaps she wouldn't have listened to the snake. We don't know. We don't know. Perhaps she wouldn't have listened to to the voice of Satan, but she did. Uh, Satan has been attacking identity and authority from the very beginning because she lost her authority. She allowed sin in and all of a sudden her authority went. And so Satan is trying to do the same thing today. He's trying to do this with uh, with this agenda. He is a liar. The Bible calls him the father of lies because that's what he does. He lies. He lies. But he's very good at what he does. He is a very successful liar. So much so that people believe his lies every day and walk around like they're living in truth. Remember, I've said this a million times. You know, it says that Satan masquerades as an angel of light. What does that mean? He is a deceiver. It means that he is not going to approach you as himself, he is going to approach you as something that looks good, that looks angelic, that looks like it's a, it's a, it's light that looks like it's a good thing. All right. Again, you know, if, if you think about, um, think about a common criminal, you know, you think about somebody, you know, if I want to poison you, if I, if I was somebody that wanted to poison you, I'm not going to sit there and hand you a cup of poison and say, here, I want to poison you. Drink this. Are you going to drink it? No, you're not going to drink it because why would you? I mean, I just, I just revealed my plan. I just told you everything. But if I put that poison in a nice drink, if I put it in, in a, in a piece of cake and I said, here, I made something for you. Um, and it's a gift just for you. Will you take it? Then you're going to look and be like, oh, that looks really good. That looks really delicious. Or, oh, wow, that, uh, that looks really cool. I think I'll take it, you know? 
And then it's it's going to be much easier for me to do things to you when, when there's a hidden agenda behind the scenes. When you don't know what I'm going to do eventually up, up front. And that's exactly what Satan does. And I, I've said this with so many things. You know, Disney is a huge one of those. Huge one of those. Oh, I, I just, I can't stand Disney. I can't stand Disney. Because Disney does this. So people have loved Disney over the years and thought Disney's just the greatest thing and it's the land of magical blah 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 and da, 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 da. and say and I'm telling you Disney has such a satanic agenda they are pushing homosexual characters um, they are pushing they push they have always pushed witchcraft um, always pushed magic element into everything that they do. But everybody thinks, oh, but it's it, but because it's wrapped up in fun and cute cartoon characters, it's fine. And that's exactly what Satan does. He takes it, he wraps it in a bow. He wraps something deadly in a bow and gives it to you and says, oh, look how pretty it is. And people who don't have the discernment of the Holy Spirit are like, oh, yeah, man, this is great. This is wonderful. Meanwhile, all hell is being unleashed in their house. Meanwhile, their kids minds are being filled with crap with absolute garbage and they wonder why are my kids why are my kids you know going astray or why are my kids buying into all this stuff today or why is this happening well what's what are they feeding on what are they feeding on so looking at so looking at today and looking at the attack on identity you have to understand that satan has an agenda and all of these things about you being whatever you want to be. It's like men who think that it's okay to identify as a woman. You are, If you are a man, you are a man. If you're a woman, you're a woman. If you're born a man, you can't, you know, you can't just decide later, oh, well, I'm a woman. I'm actually not a man or whatever. That kind of confusion, once again, Satan is using it. He's using it, first of all, to strip authority from people because, again, he wants to bring confusion. And he wants people to live in an illusion and a lie. But he also wants to destroy the family. He wants to destroy the family. You know, he wants, he, he wants, he doesn't want people to be fruitful and multiply on the earth. And so what is he, what's he trying to do? He's trying to confuse genders and do all of these things and tell people, oh, well, you're a man. Well, you can just be a woman. And let me tell you, I have read accounts of people that have gone through these gender, these, these, uh, these gender surgeries, which they tell you that they're reversible. They're not. And people have been have been caused such excruciating pain through this. I read one the other day, a story where this guy said that he he decided that he wanted to transition into a female. He said, I want to I'm really a female, I want to be a female, da, da, da. So they went in, they made him a vagina, but he said he still has this little tip, this little nub from a penis, from his penis that is in the vagina. And he said it is so horrible because he still gets he still will get aroused and get a and get um uh an erection in that part and it can't ever be satisfied it can't ever go away and he said that you know if he gets any ingrown hairs in the the vaginal the new vaginal canal they made him he said it's excruciating pain and he says, I wish I had never done this. Why did someone not stop me? Why did someone not not talk some sense into me? Because now he can't reverse things. Now he can't go backwards. And he says, I will always be a man. I will never be a woman. And I, and, and to think that I could do that, that I believed the lies. And he, and I mean, the physical, the physical pain he goes through, he said that, 
he'll pass out because he'll be in so much pain from, uh, from the side effects of that surgery of what's happened. But they don't tell you this. They don't tell you this. Society doesn't tell you this today. That oh yeah, change, be whatever you want to be, be whatever. It, you know, you don't, you, you can be whatever you want to be. And they don't tell you the cost that's involved for that. But once again, Satan's going to push it and wrap it up like it's freedom when it's actually bondage. He's going to push it to say that anybody can be whatever they want to be and identifies whatever they want to be because he does not want to be defeated by you. He does. He wants to be able to come in your home and in your house. He wants to be able to impart rebellion. He wants to be able to impart disobedience, confusion, a, a physical illness, whatever he wants to impart. Because he knows, hey, you know what? They, they're not in Christ. They don't know who they are. They don't have any authority over me. Therefore, they can't cast me out. Therefore, they are mine. He wants to keep you in bondage. I've, I've talked about this guy before. I'm going to talk about him again. To me, it, his testimony actually changed my life and really changed my view on the spirit realm and changed my view on things. Um, and I talk about him a lot. His name is John Ramirez. You, should, you need to look on YouTube and find his testimony. Uh, that man served Satan. He served Satan for years and was a warlock, a very, very high warlock for years. And uh, and the things that he did, I mean, people would bring him money and he would curse people. He'd curse people with cancer. He'd, he'd do all kinds of stuff. Um, and uh, And he talked about his experience serving Satan. And he said, Satan is merciless. He is cruel. There is nothing about him. Satan hates mankind. He hates us. And somebody's like, well, why serve Satan? Well, worship Satan. People do it every day. They do it every day because they're convinced that Satan either doesn't exist or in his case, um, he was told that once you make a pact with the devil, that, that there's no going, there's no going back. There's no, you know, you can't do anything about it. When in fact, he ended up getting saved later and surrendered his life to Christ. And now he's an evangelist going out and 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 talk preaching to churches and telling them to wake up to wake up but an incredible story an incredible story and he'll tell you he's like witchcraft is real he's like I practiced it for 25 years he's like I can tell you all I mean he talked about all kinds of things that they did that he participated in things that he saw um I mean that he he had he got married and had a wedding and demons were there at his wedding he's like no people didn't come demons came I had, I had demonic entities at my wedding and that's, you know, I mean, he got married, I think on Halloween and stuff. I mean, it's crazy, but it's not crazy. This stuff is real. It's stuff is real and he'll, and he'll tell you it's real. You know, I mean, people that, that, that worship Satan, that truly worship Satan, that are in covens, things like that, they'll tell you he's real. But yet we walk around like he's not. Like, oh, he's just a joke. He's just this. Meanwhile, he is wreaking havoc on your family. He is doing whatever the crap he wants to do because you have given an open door and you have let him in because you don't know your authority. And you have bought in to this. You have bought into the lie that, well, you can just be whatever you want to be. He's trying to destroy God's design and he's trying to do it through your mindset. If he can get to your mindset, if he can get into your mind and he can change your thinking and he can affect your thought life, he's got you. This is why the Bible says it's so important. It's so important that um, you be transformed by the renewing of your mind, talking about filling yourself with the word, hiding the word in your heart, filling yourself with the word, because if you don't, 
you know, you're going to be, your thought, your mind is, is going to be under attack and you're going to be, other thoughts are going to be put in there. That's why we got to be careful. That's why it's, it's not, it's not okay for, for society to insert all this demonic agenda into our schools because that's going into your child's mind. They're pushing things into your child's mind. Everything starts as what? A thought and an idea. And if they can affect your child's idea, they can raise whatever generation they want to raise. Raise your children in the Lord. Do not let this government, do not let society raise your child. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Is it hard to raise children? Absolutely. Is it hard to change train children up in the Lord? Absolutely. But if you don't train your child up, someone else will. And you, and if you don't take the time to do that, if you don't say, well, I'm going to train my child up and I'm going to do that, then you can't complain years later when they want nothing to do with Christ. And they're out there and they're bisexual or they're experimenting or they're doing all these things and they don't know who they are. And they're like, well, well, that's not the kind of kid we raise. Well, that's not this. Well, if you, again, if you don't want to raise your child, someone else will, they, they are going to be raised by someone if it's not you, it's going to be someone else, whether it be peers, whether it be another family, whether it be school, the government, whatever. Train your child up into the Lord. Train your child in the Lord. Do your diligence and start when they're young. Start when they're babies. Pray over them as babies. Speak to them as babies. Teach them Bible verses. At ba- I remember my sister um, would teach her daughter, um, my niece Cora, I believe it was Cora or it might've been Gracie. I think it was all of them, but she would teach them Bible verses when they were really, really young. She would teach them how to say Bible verses when they were very little, when they were very young and she'd be changing their diapers and they would sit there and say, lean, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And I smiled and I said, that's wonderful. It's wonderful. She's starting young. She's, she's starting young. And saying, I've got to train my child's mind. I want my child's mind filled with the Lord. And that's the way that we have to be. That's the way that we have to be. I wanted to hit on one other thing before um, before I end. Let me see. I'm going to pull up. I took some notes last night. And I'm going to pull up. I'm going to pull up uh, my notes. Let's see. Um, oh, okay. So... Uh, Another thing that I want to talk about, so in the Bible it talks about, and I've quoted this verse before, be sober, be vigilant, for um, your adversary is prowling around, Satan, the adversary, the devil, he's prowling around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Why does the Bible say to be sober and be vigilant? Keep your eyes open, pay attention, look around. The problem is, is that when you do not have the discernment of the Spirit, you're not able to see the enemy. You're not able to see the enemy's agenda. This is why it's important to pray for wisdom and discernment. And this is why it's important to always stay plugged in to the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit is doing. Pay attention to the Holy Spirit and what he is, um, what he is telling you. Fill your mind with the word of God. Because you can't sense this stuff. You can't sense evil spirits. You can't sense the attack of the enemy when you don't have the discernment of the spirit. They, the, the Jewish exorcists with the sons of Sceva, they didn't have the discernment of the spirit because they didn't have a relationship with Christ. So they went in in foolishness, thinking that they could cast this evil spirit out, not knowing that they were completely outmatched. 
They had no authority, and they got they got their butts torn up. I mean, and you know what? After that happened, fear. It said that fear spread or spread to around everyone when they saw what happened, because they realized that these these demonic spirits. Okay, not only did they did they beat these guys till they were naked and wounded. They, I say they, but the the evil spirit beat these guys up. But the fact that they said they knew Jesus, they knew the name of Jesus. So that let the people know Jesus is has authority. There is authority and power in the name of Jesus. And it and it, it bothered those people so bad. It said that they brought their magic art books that they'd been practicing with and they burned them. They were like, we don't want anything to do with this. Nothing. Without discernment of the Holy Spirit, you're not going to be able to recognize. That's why some of y'all think it's a joke. That's why some of y'all think it's silly. That's why when we talk about demons and evil spirits, some of y'all laugh and you're like, oh, you're just so hyper-spiritual. Oh, you're just ridiculous. Oh, that stuff doesn't exist. No, it exists. You just can't see it because you don't have the discernment of the Holy Spirit. You don't have the eyes of the Holy Spirit to see these things because when you do, when God starts to give you discernment, then you're going to start looking at things a different way. You're going to start seeing things happen in front of you and you're going to start seeing what's driving it and what's really behind it. Who's pulling the strings? That's why I say people are not your enemy. The spirit, the evil spirits are your enemy because it's the spiritual influence operating through the person. So you can look at a person and say, oh my gosh, I cannot stand this person. And, and we always butt heads and this, this, and that. And they're so this and they're so that and this. But when you uh, have the Holy Spirit and God gives you discernment, you're going to start to see what spirits are influencing that person. Why does that person act the way they do? Well, it's because they're influenced by this spirit. They're influenced by a controlling spirit. They're influenced by a spirit of fear. They're influenced by a spirit of rage. So that's why the Bible says, keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open. So don't buy into this thing in society and think that it's a great thing to be able to identify as anything that you want. Absolutely not. Our identity is in Christ. And when you know that, you can defeat evil. You can tell evil to leave. But it's only in the name of Jesus. It's not in the name of Buddha. It's not Allah. It's not anyone else. It's not your own power and your own strength. Because we saw what happened when these guys went in their own strength. They didn't have the authority to begin with. It was false authority that they tried to operate in. And they operated in their own strength. And they got their butts handed to them by by a, a demon. By a demonic spirit. By a spiritual influence operating through a man. A demonic spiritual influence. This whole message of you can identify as whatever you want to, that is to harm you, not to help you. That is to bring confusion. That is to strip authority. That is so that you don't discover your identity in Christ and you don't ever discover your authority. Because remember, an enemy that's not recognized as the enemy has the freedom to do whatever he wants to do and can run around and do whatever he wants to do. He can attack your family. He can attack your mind. He can attack your body. He can attack your finances. He can do whatever he wants to do. He can bring depression. He can bring suicidal thoughts. He can bring whatever whatever it is that plagues you, whatever. Eating disorders, whatever. He can, he can bring these things into your life. He can attack you. 
because you because you're so confused you don't even know who you are you don't have your identity in Christ so you don't know who you are imagine going onto a battlefield to fight an enemy and you can't see where he is think about think about that guys imagine going on the battlefield to face the enemy and you can't see them you don't know where they are you're looking around And they're coming at you left and right. And you're like, but I can't see them. That's exactly what it's like when you go through this world and you don't have discernment of the spirit. You don't have wisdom that comes from God. You don't have identity in Christ. You are fighting a losing battle because the enemy is very real and he's punching you left and right. And he's hitting you with things left and right. And you just keep taking it and keep, keep, you keep taking it. You keep giving him more room in your life because you don't, your authority is not in Christ. Your identity is not in Christ. You don't know who you are. But yet you're waving your flag. You're waving your rainbow flag and you're waving your flags and you're like, oh, it's okay. We can be anything that we want to be. And the enemy is laughing at you and he is wreaking hell on your life. He's wreaking hell in your life. I mean, I, I, I think there are some people out there that really crave to know who they are. They crave identity. And I'm telling you right now, you can know your identity in God because God created you. What better person to, to tell you who you are than the one that made you and designed you. No one else can. The person that designed the football cannot tell you what uh, the intention is for the vacuum. He didn't create the vacuum. He can guess, but he didn't create that. You have to go back to the creator, to the one who made it, because only the person that created it has knows exactly why they designed. Well, why does this part on here? Well, why does this exist? Well, why is the button here? Well, why is this here? Why is this? And the creator can go through and say, oh, I'll tell you why it's here. I'll tell you why I did. I created it this way. I'll tell you why. And so when it comes to man and woman, God can tell you why he created things. He he tells you, God, why did you, why, why am I this way? Or why is things this way? Or why is this way? Or why is this way? Or what, what, what is my purpose here on earth or whatever? And God communicates that through his word, but he can also communicate that to you. He's given you gifts. He's given you a purpose. He's given you gifts to on the earth to use for him. And he's given you through his Holy Spirit, the authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and all the power of the enemy. And the enemy does not want you to know that. That's why he hides it. That's why that's why he does everything he can to ridicule the Bible, to ridicule Jesus, to make everything sound like a joke and everything sound ridiculous and everything sound stupid to people and people think it's a myth and it's this and it's that. Because Satan knows if you don't know your authority, you can't cast him out. You can't command him to leave. You can't trample him. He's not under your feet if you don't know your authority in Christ and you don't operate in your authority in Christ. Know your identity. Know your authority. Choose Jesus. Receive Jesus. You not only receive eternal life, you receive kingdom status. You receive authority. It's an incredibly powerful thing. All right, I'm going to leave you guys with that. I was really excited to share that. I'm really pumped. And All right, so um, I will talk to you guys later and come at you with another podcast. Be blessed. And yeah, I'll talk to you later.